boring. But maybe that isn't such a bad thing. Well, in this episode, we unlock the beauty in being bored right after this break. Welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, and we invite you to embark on a journey of fostering flow across your mind, body, soul, community, and culture. Whether you're a day one listener or you're just tuning in, we are so happy to have you on this journey with us. And wow, like it always feels so good to be back. I know. I'm really loving that invitation for folks as they're entering the space, which is like, welcome like welcome to the journey with us Mm -hmm. we hope that you all have been doing well it feels like you know we're moving into the season of love with february Mm -hmm. here valentine's day being around the corner we got an extra day in this year what are you gonna do with that extra day oh my gosh i wish that like a leap year day could kind of be like a holiday. I know because it feels like it should be really special. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. But then it's just another reminder that time is a social construct and so we can true. add another day when we please. Yeah, technically, no. But technically, no, but in our minds, sure. In our minds, yeah. I'm loving February this year, which I don't say often, folks, because the Aquariuses are up. February is up this year. Mm. I, one, I'm super excited for everybody who's in my life um, now has proximity, deep, intimate proximity to a February born individual. And surprisingly, a lot of men who are born in February, which is not usually, you don't know a lot of February boy Aquariuses, um, but all my friends now are like boot up with February born uh, dudes and dudettes. And I'm Huh. I'm like, we're up. The squad is up. Have you always wanted to find your like tribe of Aquariuses? No, which that's why I love it. It's not really my tribe of them. It's just that my people have found other ones, which means I've made a lasting impact. Mm. This is the humanitarian work that I was called to. Right, <laughs> right. I agree. I love an Aquarius. I mean, I now have... You know, you, that's an Aquarius, Mm -hmm. my brother, Mm -hmm. that's an Aquarius, and my boyfriend, that's an Aquarius. You're surrounded. You're in the pack. Yeah. Someone check up on me, question mark, Mm -mm. exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So either way, I just feel like there's a lot of celebrations coming. In the way that, you know, August through November feels like jam-packed with birthdays for people because just the most amount of people were born in that time frame. February doesn't feel like it is that, but there's so many celebrations for so many people that I'm like, this is one big party for everybody. I'm loving this. This is the first time I'm really excited for February. So is that technically your pulse check? Just like you're excited for February, you're bringing in new energy for the Aquarius peeps. I think that tied with one, I'm having a major existential crisis about the idea of turning 27. We'll get into that as it gets closer to my birthday, or maybe I'll have some post-birthday reflections. I also have a lot of like trips I think for everybody, February tends to be you blink your eyes and then you're in March Mm. where it's finally when work and things start picking up full steam, right? We're really in Q1. We're trying to meet the metrics. Like 
blah, blah, blah. And so it always happens really quick. And so for me, this is the month that I have so much on the docket, personally, professionally, everything in between that I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's going to come and it's going to go. And I really want it to just stay. Yeah. So we'll, I'm trying to hold on to that. I'm really enjoying this season and not wish it away the way that I know it's going to like cruise by. Yeah. Yeah. But that is my pulse check. And also, even from our past uh, episode of Ins and Outs, mm-hmm. you're talking about embracing your age and yes. getting older. Yes, and we're so owning it. 27 is going to look real sexy, real grown. I know. I have so many thoughts about it. This is the first time a birthday feels like, oh, and we, oh, okay. Right. Because 24 to 26 just feels like, okay, I'm getting my sea legs. Like I'm an adult. Like this is cute. But 24, like there's not a lot changes, but a lot, it's the same. 27 feels like, oh, because mm-hmm. 30's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like this is the last one that I can kind of kiki because then 28's probably fine, but 29 feels like I really I'm excited for you to hit 30 because I think that you are you already have this um like spiritual insight of this old oh. grandma. And so by the time you hit 30, like that's I mean, like actually going to be 60, right? Like you're going to be <laughs> really old and you'll really be able to give the girls wisdom. Yeah. I think I'm just focusing on the next couple of years in the way that I said it last episode, we're committing to getting older and owning it and just taking life where it's, it's going, like taking ourselves seriously, like really trying to create the life that we want to live. Mm. I think I am just focused on simultaneously living in the present and just loving this phase of life while also being like, yeah, what do I want my thirties to look like? Right. Which the fact that you said like, you're going to hit 30 is just kind of like, oh, now I'm actually going to like in my yeah. head, it's like, ha 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 ha. When you're 24, you're like, thirties forever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh no, no, I am going to hit it sooner rather than later. Correct. <laughs> which is like kind of fire because I've always said that my peak is really going to be in my 30s yeah because I'm like a very low maintenance girly now so I'm like the older just I get, wait it's the just more be. money you get it's just gonna look <laughs> real real sexy and grown yeah so that's my pulse check There's a lot going on in my head but what about I love you that my pulse check is that I am just trying to pace myself I'm trying to pace myself I was really inspired um from reading and hearing about the 12 week year. Oh yeah. And so I have my few goals that I've been inching towards and working towards, but I think that I'm such a doer that when I want to do something like I just do it and maybe I don't think as much about the effects of all of the things that I'm doing until I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think that when you have burnt out in the past, the great, the positive piece of that is that you can start picking up on different signs and things like that. And so I'm really just trying to be very mindful of like the seven elements of wellness in my life. So Mm. I'm like, "Mm, I may be uh, moving my fitness wellness up, but what about my spiritual wellness? Like, what am I doing to cultivate like a grounding? Um, mm-hmm. And what do I want that to look like so mm-hmm. that I'm not just like moving one thing up and moving the other thing down? Yeah. 
So I'm really excited for February. Like I said, there's a lot of loved ones that I'm celebrating and we're just pacing ourselves. We're taking everything day by day because some people, you know, we, we hit January out the gate and we're running. And then by March, we're like, we cut the year, cut the year over. Like, like face on the floor. Face on the floor. I'm tired of this Done. grandpa. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, what have we learned? How are we pacing ourselves? I think that's so important. I love this idea of the 12 week year and we might have to dive into that a little bit more for the girlies. But I do think that's important to just do that inventory check now that we are in February and it's like, okay, like what has been working? What has been feeling really good? Like, should we spend more attention to something or another thing too? So I love that you're holding yourself accountable in that way. You know how I think about you in this year, you and your bag. Mm -hmm. I'm taking notes y'all I'm trying to learn okay so keep an eye out for this one she gonna be doing big things ah sigh (laughs) not sigh yeah well I think all this makes me really excited for our conversation today um because so much has come from our last talk about what's in and out for us and we both are talking about juggling a bunch and I feel like a lot of people just on social media too, have been talking about, we really need to just move through the trend of being like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And the opposite of that would really be cultivating more time around being bored, Mm. which is an interesting idea. Cause even when Liv and I were talking about this topic of boredom, we immediately came in like confronting the narratives and the connotation around boredom because most of us have gotten a lot of narratives around being bored. You know, I surely have grown up hearing that idea of only bored people are boring, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's a choice. You can go find something to do. But in this age of overconsumption, overcommitted schedules, hyper busy, we might actually be missing an opportunity to cultivate more creativity and more innovation if we aren't finding moments of boredom and we're just filling it with constant stimulation. So I'm excited to dive into this idea of boredom as kind of this avenue to really ground ourselves in the present moment. So yeah. And it's interesting because I think this episode was inspired from all of the statistics around just how overstimulated we are as a culture and how as we've evolved over time, we spend so much of our time indoors and with our phones connected to technology. Mm -hmm. And as someone that's in a long distance relationship, sometimes it feels like I can't escape Mm-hmm. not being on my phone or not being connected to technology because I am, you know, cultivating this relationship online, like like through my phone. And so when I do have a beat to be able to catch up with them, since they're not experiencing my day to day, I am connecting with them online. And it takes a certain level of mindfulness to think like, okay, when's the last time I actually was not on my phone? I didn't have anything to do and I was just with my thoughts. We don't we're not spending a lot of time with ourselves. And that's really like the crux of this conversation, 100%. not necessarily like and we're not like not being anti-productivity, but like when's the last time you were just still and were able to hear your own thoughts? Mhm. Mhm. And it's kind of scary when you really think about it and you can't remember 
the last time that you just let yourself sit there. And I really even think like it's as extreme as even going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always taking something with us. I know I'm definitely liable to while I'm cooking to be watching a YouTube video or something like that. So when we take inventory of our whole day and it's not just our screen time metrics on our phone, but it's just all of this overstimulation that we're receiving it really does impact our ability, I think, not only to cultivate creativity, but also also to self-regulate, like to really touch base with like, how are you feeling? How are you even processing all this information? Because some could make the case that you really can't. You can't process all of these millions of snippets and news pieces and clips and actually have deep understanding and make meaning of it, especially when a lot of it is super jarring or just very disruptive to your nervous system. And so for me, just the discomfort I am with recognizing how often I'm not with my thoughts by myself is enough for me to be like, okay, I really need to be intentional about having that space. And for me, I've been really enjoying driving with nothing. So I started this when I was working on my drives, driving in silence and just sitting and letting that be the time that I just let all the thoughts flow so that I could get to a place of silence. And I feel like because of that, there are now more moments where I want more of that silence and more of that boredom of like, what are we going to do? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. What can we do today? Kind of just interactions with myself. Yeah, it it does. It is jarring to think when was the last time I was just able and even though driving with no sound feels very like, well, girl, like so many people have done that for so many years. It's like, no, well, we've actually gotten far away from doing that. As soon as I go into the car, I'm like, okay, I'm letting I'm listening to this podcast. I'm I'm um, listening to this artist. Mm -hmm. And Um, I think that it is really important. I was listening to this other podcast called uh, The Minimalist, Mm -hmm. and there was an episode on this idea of the comfort crisis. And there was this guy who wrote this book called The Comfort Crisis. Again, we're going to link it in the show notes below. But essentially, it talks about how we have gotten so comfortable. Anything that we want, we can order to our door. We don't have to wait for anything Again, we spend so much of our time indoors. We're not as active as previous um, times in history and the effect that it's taking on our bodies um, and how like unhuman we've gotten to mm. to a certain degree. Like like we're we're far away from um, just connection and and being outside and and getting our food from local spaces and like in a way that is taking a toll on our uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. And I've always been someone where I'm like, I want convenience. I want comfort. Like I'll pay the extra price. When you're given the choice. When you're given the choice. No, thanks. Give me the barriers to entry. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And so when we're asking people to be bored, when there's, when it constantly feels like there's so much to learn, there's so much to do, it kind of feels radical Mm -hmm. in a sense because no one wants to feel like, mediocre or average and only average quote-unquote people have the time to just sit around and be bored because the successful people are always doing something to get them closer to success um and so I'm like really trying to sit in like as someone that doesn't mind being overstimulated and seeks that 
learning and and connection through my phone, through my devices. Like I'm really trying to just sit in when when are the times that I can invite boredom in and what does that look like in my life? And I think the important piece of that, because I'm sure so many people can relate to what you're saying, Liv, is we also have to understand the benefits of being bored so that we can use the benefits as kind of a new narrative that can actually challenge this idea of convenience. And for me, what I see is that what we've always talked about is that being present and being still invites us for more opportunities to cultivate joy, to cultivate connection with people. And we know that those are true avenues to creating more harmony, alignment, and ultimately flow. And so what I love is that we do have a choice in these small moments to pause. It's not to completely opt out and live off the grid and just, you know, have nothing to do but twiddle your own thumbs. It's really just in these small moments to say, like, let me quiet the noise and try and connect with that present moment as a tool. So I see this because I'm starting to learn about so many more of the benefits because it's like the overstimulation actually really dampens our mental health. Like Mm. we already know that, like, come on y'all. We've all been at that point where we've scrolled one too many and been like, I don't think I'm feeling great about life right now. (laughs) And so it's like, it's damaging to our mental health at times. It definitely creates a hyper like insular reality, which everybody starts to look the same. Everybody starts to talk about the same things. So for me, I'm like, oh, I love that we have this option that we can channel boredom. We can create a new narrative and we can find the present moment because we're not saying stay in the boredom. We're just saying use the boredom as a channel to find your creativity, to find your innovation, to tap into yourself. And I think that's beautiful because I love knowing that I have those options and I have those avenues when I can really think about that tool. Right. There's a reason why people get their best ideas in the shower. There's a reason why people get their best ideas when they're driving. There's a reason why they get them on a walk in nature because it's like you're being forced to observe. Yeah. Or staring at the window of an airplane or on a road trip. Yes. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. And I think the cool thing about movies is that like when you're in the movie theater you're totally focused Mm -hmm. on what's in front of you and so we're really just trying to go back go like you know just scale scaling our consumption back so that we can fully be focused fully be present in that one thing that we're trying to do and also when we're done with that thing like we don't have to have something to do throughout the entire (laughs) day totally totally which it seems wild to say in 2024 the girlies are going to be bored but Mm. we're bringing board back we're bringing board back and who would have ever thought (laughs) it was definitely not on my resolution list by any means but Mm -hmm. i'm excited i'm excited to hear for you all, what type of narrative you have around being bored, what it kind of stokes in your body or your thoughts, and also if you've actually taken up this practice of being bored or what you've learned by being more mindful about the type of overconsumption that you might have been doing even before this. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, well, that's what we have for y'all today. And with that being said, we leave you all with peace, love, blessings. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. 
As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.